Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is bored. This week, we're discussing Falling for Christmas. When people look at me, all they see is the spoiled daughter of the hotel magnet. I'm coming in, coming in hot. I just want people to remember me for more than my last name. My lady. Where exactly are we going? Sierra Belmont. <gasps> the last year with you has been truly magical. <gasps> Will you marry me? Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad! Oh, oh, I've got you! <laughs> Is it a dead body? Sheriff, could you please tell her to let me out of here? First, we need to figure out who you are. What do you mean, who I am? My name is... My name is... So what are we supposed to do with her? I have a place. Does it have room service? It's December, dear listener, which can only mean one thing. It's time for snow and Christmas markets. And more importantly, it's time for... Eating all the foods. Well, oh yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're right. Eating all the foods while watching Christmas films. Um, We have a great mini month lined up for you we tailed this at the end of last week but in case you didn't listen to our last episode first of all why not but rude. second yeah exactly rude take you tell them Sam. um <laughs> but second we are having a mini month this month we will be doing only three episodes and then we will be having a christmas break before we return partway through january i'm not sure if we've decided yet actually. january 16th we're back for another many months perfect so just um just a just a heads up you'll have to miss us for a little while during during that time but before we go we have uh, a good uh hopefully hopefully some good episodes lined up for you we haven't recorded them yet so i don't know (laughs) um including the one you're listening to now where we will be discussing falling for christmas which is the new film starring Lindsay Lohan um, which is available on Netflix now. This was released earlier this month, about two weeks ago. So uh, we're pretty quick to getting on this one um, which is good for us you know. Claps for us. Claps for us. We did did good for once. Um, Look look at us climbing on that bandwagon. (laughs) Go for us. Um had you heard much about this um, prior to me mentioning it, or have you heard any anything about this at all, or what do you know, or what did you know about this? I knew, hee-haw, I didn't even know it was a thing until you mentioned it to me. And then suddenly I saw it everywhere, because that's what happens when someone mentions something. So how did you find out about it? I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I found out about it exactly. Um, I had seen quite a few articles written, but I'm not sure at what point I first found out about it. Um, I think it was already released, or about to be released, when I found out about it. Um, I did see the soundtrack, which is uh, available on Spotify, and uh, includes uh, Lindsay Lohan doing a new version of Jingle Bell Rock. Um, so there you go, it's probably probably playing in the background now, because <laughs> you've got good editing skills and you love sorted that, I'm sure. Hint, <laughs> hint. Hint, hint, bitch. So, um, so yeah, that was there. Um, but I didn't really know an awful lot about this, really, except that it's part of Lindsay Lohan's... It's kind of a comeback. She signed with Netflix to do two films, and this is the first of the two. Um, I don't know if the second one is also 
a Christmas film or if it's just a regular kind of film, but they've obviously gone with, I guess, a fairly safe bet. And what we have here is a story that's kind of, I'm reliably informed, is typical in the type of Hallmark Christmas film sort of movies. I've just realized that I'm the reliable informer when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) You did that. We were guesting somewhere today and you said the same thing and I've just clocked on. (laughs) What did I say earlier? You were talking about how you're reliably informed the other episodes aren't this cheesy and that that it makes more sense. And I was like, oh, someone else told him. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's you. I'm the reliably informer. (laughs) (laughs) I do sing your praises, just not directly, just indirectly. Um, it makes it sound like I speak to our people, but I don't, so there you go. Um, anyway, yeah, so the, uh, what we have here is a very silly, very cheesy, very light-hearted film, and I suppose what it comes down to is how much cheese and how much fluff can you handle? In a, in a film for Christmas. It's the amnesia trope, people. The amnesia trope and the romance novels. Well, it, it's not only the amnesia trope, but it's the rich heir- heiress or oh, um, yes. as well. Confusing this time, though, because the man that she's with isn't exactly poor either. No. Um, do you mean the original boyfriend or the, the new guy? Cord Overstreet. He owns a lodge, just by chance. I know they're like failing, but he has enough to donate thousands of toys to children, so he's not that poor. Yeah, so the, the film's a little bit confused in its portrayal of its characters. So he the, the, the reason they have the lodge is his, I believe it was his uh, mother-in-law, the one that's still living with them, gave the lodge to him and his wife, who's previously died, and he's not been able to sell it because it, it still reminds him of the time of his wife, but also like his mother-in-law's with, living with them apparently. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a lot of reasons why he can't quite get rid of it or can't bring himself to um and despite the money that and the upkeep costs for this lodge which to be fair it's a nice looking place so there's a fair amount of money going into it for a business that's failing um <laughs> uh he's got all this time to donate his energy to charities and all the towns people know him and love him and like oh he's given people free rides it's a village full of wingmen it's amazing isn't it yeah they're all like like oh my god he rescues orphans Oh, there's a puppy. He got kicked. Oh, he helped it. Oh, a fire. It's okay. He can just set out with his breath. It's he fine. got he got me to my wedding in time. He, he, <laughs> he officiated the wedding. Oh, he's wonderful. <laughs> no, uh, he adopted me. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, he's uh, he's fucking. He farts rainbows. He farts rainbows. He is Jesus incarnate, and he um, is. the perfect man. Despite that, somewhat lacking a personality, some might say. Me- but, yeah. His his personality is good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. So, <laughs> so mm, I don't know. I was a bit I, I, I was a bit like mm, Cordover Street though. Mm, I can see that, but like he's not like uh, I don't know. There's something I, I was I was watching this um and taking it ser- too seriously as I want to do. Um, and I keep, I kept switching between believing and not believing him as a serious love interest in this. 
Because sometimes I'm just like, they don't actually seem to have that much chemistry. One no. review I saw said that um, Cordover Street has more chemistry with his horse than he does with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's quite cruel, but that's quite funny as well, because it's not entirely wrong. It's weird because there's only three years difference between them in age. But for yeah. some reason, she appears a lot older, older than him. Yeah, I thought that as well. Um, not to keep bashing on Cord as well, but <laughs> something else I read. She said he talks to his daughter like it's the first time he's met her every time he talks to her. So (laughs) 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 that's really funny. Sorry, that tickled me. But um, it kind of does. Like, I don't believe, honestly, I don't believe that they're father and daughter. Like, just for watching it, I don't get that vibe going on there so yeah we've got like so there's a whole bunch of like really really odd i guess dimensions to this going on here and that's before we've even got to the clearly fucking gay boyfriend who spoiler (laughs) turns out to be gay in the end but like well i think it's heavily implied like he's um he's, he's taking the assistant off for new year's Lin- Lindsay's assistant that is <laughs> yeah. it's a shame though because I was while I was watching it I was very much calm in the mood for some Ralph right. and what's this guy's what's friend called again Tad yeah some yeah some Tad and Ralph Tad, Tad and like, Ralph yeah I was gonna say he's like shown him the way of the country man and he's likes it he sees what he sees it he likes it he wants it and he goes off with like this really flamboyant assistant i'm like no that's yeah. not what you learned your character growth has just gone backwards yeah none of, <laughs> this is not a critique of the film either as if i say something really mean i'm just like none of them are attractive either <laughs> just like, as if that has any bearing on the story on the film i'm just like you're all ugly <laughs> there's also this really creepy santa claus guy that just grins oh my god right so i was gonna bring him up because so he watches this small child put a wish on the tree. And at this point, we don't know what the wish is. It turns out she's basically wishing for a family a la every fucking Christmas story ever. And he, I swear to God, they used the same bit of footage twice. And it's the camera slowly panning into his face as he grins from behind the counter. But he has no bearing on this whatsoever, by the way, dear listener. I, I thought he made the wish happen. I thought he was... I think it's loosely implied that he is Santa Claus, but we get no confirmation nor denial that this is the case either way. And if he is Santa, he's the worst looking Santa ever. There is no Santa Claus credited in like the main characters, FYI. So like, I, I think he's meant to be a Santa-like figure, possibly with magical powers. If not, he's just a creepy old man who's staring at children. So, like... And selling his chestnuts. And that's really funny because... Well, it's not funny because no one else knows apart from me and you why I find the chestnuts funny. But the chestnuts are funny, people. Because, like, fucking Americans and their chestnuts. You'll find out more on December 30th, if you listen. Uh, which we'll tell you more about later. <laughs> Something to keep you in suspense. <laughs> so... I wonder if maybe a good place to start, really, then, is to have a look at maybe Lindsay Lohan directly. So this is kind of being billed as her comeback, essentially. And I know she's been trying to have a comeback probably for at least a decade now with all the drama of, like, you know, being a teenager and then a legendary drunk and all that sort of stuff. And I wonder if... um, 
we have maybe overestimated, and by we, I don't mean you and me, I mean we collectively society have overestimated her acting abilities. I recently watched Freaky Friday and I thought she was okay in that, but she wasn't anything, you know, special. Same, same when I watched Mean Girls, perfectly fine, but she's not a mind-blowing actress. And I kind of feel the same in this as well. I am I feel like she's more of a name than an actress and like she's perfectly, perfectly acceptable. But that seems like it's all it is for me. Like, I don't know if that's maybe a bit mean, but I don't. I think you're right in that she's a name. Like, you don't see her as the character. You see her as Lindsay Lohan playing a character. Yeah. But also, I feel like because she has had so much controversy, she's getting a lot of really nice reviews for this mm-hmm. for minimum effort because it's just nice to see her not a mess. Like, she's got a normal yeah. accent, you know? So she's getting a lot of points. Yeah. And, and Cord's kind of getting a bit shat on when really their performances were on par. I would agree with that. I agreed. I, so I watched an interview with her. She was on... Um, I can't remember which Jimmy it was. If it was Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel, it was one of them. And she was really, really nice and bubbly and just like alive throughout this interview. And it was nice to see her kind of completely with it. And she was talking about how she'd gotten married and the rest of it. And she seems to have gotten her shit together, which is really nice. And honestly, like I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from that. That's actually really, really lovely to see. But this isn't the, the her acting is just nothing special. Uh, in a way that Cords Cords isn't either, but then I know him best for Glee. Yeah, me too. Um, so and he like he, none of the people in Glee were anything overly special either. Like it it was what it was, and it is what it is, and he's perfectly fine for the role. I don't think he deserves a level of um being shat on that he's <laughs> receiving for this. He's he's getting <clears throat> the normal amount. So we were just saying this a minute ago. It's like people are really, really harsh nowadays on films in general. Like people are just so nitpicky. And if you watch something like this without any expectations and you don't really overthink it, it's totally fine. It's acceptable. But the problem is with this instance is they are picking on one person because they don't mm. want to pick on the other because it's her comeback film. But it's like, come on, like this is this is no one's big comeback, really. I mean, it's it's again, it's, I don't want to shit on her. I'm doing it myself. But really, it's nothing special. It's a very hallmarky, cheesy Christmas film. And that, again, there's a place for that. But I wouldn't say, oh my God, Oscar, time for Lindsay Lohan, like people seem to be seeing <laughs> in reviews. I, I, um, I really struggle to imagine Lindsay Lohan doing like a hard-hitting crime drama type mm-hmm. role. And I'm, I'm not saying she can't, but I, I struggle to imagine it. And that I think is where because I associate her with kind of comedies and fluffy stuff none of that really requires any particular I don't want to say it doesn't require skill because that's not correct but it doesn't require the same intensity as a more in-depth dark drama might and I think as far as comeback films go, they've probably picked this one right for her, her team yeah. and, and everything like behind her probably picked the right one to go with. And Netflix, no, they're, well, Netflix is clearly on to a winner. I was reading just now. It's, it's one of the best opening weekends for a Netflix original movie in 2022, if not the best. So they've, something's gone right here in terms of at least. In, or something's gone terribly wrong for the entire year. Yeah, <laughs> which is maybe more likely. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's kind of good that we're on the same page. I actually think I so I I, mes- I, me- I messaged you about this briefly earlier. I think it kind of did needs to be her in this, but I feel like she's and it's not to do with her looks or anything like that. I actually feel like the character is too young for her because I don't buy the whole oh daddy's going to get me a job and like oh I'm off to like, you know I I just don't buy any of that like rich heiress stuff at like what how old is Lindsay Lohan? She's got to be at least uh she's 36. She's 36. I would I would buy that kind of thing from a 24-year-old. Mm-hmm. From someone who's like not that far away from 40. You're on the wrong side of 35. I don't buy the whole like oh daddy. Don't know if people like that do grow up though. That's the thing. Like I can kind of see it, but at the same time, mine's just an aesthetic thing. I just think um unfortunately she has aged it's a thing i found with many women actually um i feel like women are getting botox too early in their lives Mm. now and it's actually aging them i don't mind if you want to fix yourself or get rid of insecurities or whatever but i'm just saying when you get lots of plastic surgery younger it does make you look older quicker Mm -hmm. because you can tell like you're trying to cover something up but she's not there's nothing you know it's not you're not that old at 36 where you need to start doing ridiculous amounts and i think that's aged her Okay, maybe it works the role, but like it's not. She's going for Paris Hilton, but Paris Hilton was a meme in the early two thousands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And Cord, Cord is kind of going for. I think Cord weirdly looks a bit too young for his role. I was thinking that as well. Like, I mean, I I don't know how old the daughter is meant to be. I'd say like maybe six or seven. Mm-hmm. He looks too young to have a seven year old daughter and own a lodge. And own a lodge simultaneously. And I mean, I mean, people have kids young. Like that, that know, is possible. Right. Like, but I just don't buy it. Um, not from him, at least. And he's too mature. Like for his, like he's thirty three in real life, but in the film, he's probably like early thirties as well. And early thirties is not like some wizened old wizard who like donates all his time and money to no. orphanages. <laughs> so at one point, she fucks up his laundry, and there's mm-hmm. bubbles everywhere. It's not going to be a pain to clean up. He's already losing money. He needs the money, and she's fucked up. And he's like, oh, for God's sake, why, why did you do that? And then she goes, oh, and wanders off and starts crying about how useless she is. And he's like, I'm really sorry I said that. I'm like, but you're not wrong. She yeah. did do something stupid. Tell her off. This is exactly why she's like this. Yeah. She's a spoiled man. <laughs> it is funny because the, the moments of conflict within this film, there's not actually that much conflict goes on. Mm-hmm. Like there's just mild inconveniences fueled by a little bit of ignorance, I suppose. Yeah. Well, the fact that she loses her memory is just such a non, like, there's no, literally, oh, it's fine. You'll be fine. Just stay ours. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that the hospital's willing to send her home with a literal stranger. <laughs> right? <laughs> just... You don't know him that well. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone's, everyone, everyone's got dark secrets. His, for example, is that he used to be on Glee. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got a past so <laughs> and then he's another sam that's three sams today yeah he was sam ongly he was yeah yeah then we had other sam now we have me I the know. original and best <laughs> the original <laughs> when i was born i became the original yeah you are the OG, the og <laughs> yeah that's good though like because I, I had wondered if i was maybe being a bit cruel with the whole thing but i'm glad we're actually kind of on the same page there um I wondered if it was me just like shitting on it for for the sake of shitting on it. You, and, like, think, you think I thought Lonzi was a good actress? I well, you never know. Like Lonzi Lehan, she's Lonzi Lehan. Uh, <laughs> she's um, 
I I was expecting a little bit more from her, honestly, but it's fine. I was impressed that she was there. She managed to do it. She's looking good. I was happy for her. I wasn't I am impressed well. with her. I yeah. was happy for her. Yeah. And this is again not a bad performance, it's just not a good one. Yeah, I think that's it. Like I was really, really pleased to see her because I think that this is the first thing I've seen her in in a long time where it hasn't been uncomfortable watching. It, or or rather, um I've not been watching it like cautiously. Um I've been fairly like uh, watching fairly in a fairly secure way, knowing right. Well, there's not been any problems with production. She's going to make it all the way through to the end. Apparently, like everyone thought she was a sweetheart and stuff the whole time. So there's no troubles on that on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the story's not a huge stretch for her to work with. Uh, the characters are are all kind of archetypes. They're a little mm-hmm. bit boring and not very well crafted, but it's fine. Um, and I say all of this. Right, and this might shock you because I've been I've been sat here shitting on this for um for uh, however long I've been shitting on it, and I'm going to regret saying this out loud. I can already see this being something I'll watch again next year. Like I thought it was so much fun, like for all of the nonsense and for the poorly written characters and for the terrible dialogue and the awful story. I did think it was a lot of fun. So I don't know what that says about me, but. I don't know. It's not great, but I'm in, I'm I'm invested enough that I will watch it again. Probably in the same way that one would watch. I don't know. I can't think of a good parallel. Because <laughs> well, because I'm thinking I I don't really like Christmas films generally. Like I'm this is sacrilege. I'm not really a big fan of Elf. So like. I was going to say, like, I could watch it again in the same way that people would watch Elf, but most people watch Elf earnestly, whereas I would watch it, like, ugh, like begrudgingly. So that's not a great analogy. It's, an, it's a good analogy for me, but it's not a good analogy for anyone else. So, <laughs> um, so I'll shut up. <laughs> no, like, it's... Um... How, there's something like quite nice about a fluffy, stupid, dumb movie with lots of problems where you mm. can message your friends and laugh about it. But you know, you're not even being mean spirited laughing. There were so many things where I was messaging you in capital letters, being like, "Bitch, why are you wearing sunglasses? There's snow outside, and you're indoors." You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's silly, but it was. I was happy. I was having a good time. I was having a blast. Um, I wasn't upset watching it. I wasn't no. actually caring about the mistakes I saw. Like I wasn't like gonna come on and be like, "Oh, they didn't do this and did that." It's like no all these things make it in a way mm-hmm. like it being shit is why it's good that's why we like homework stuff mm-hmm. we just want to see the fluffy silly couple to get together for no reason and no chemistry totally. so fuck it do it and i think that's what that's maybe why i do actually like it because it's a it's a type of film that i'm not really that familiar with like i'm not i've never been a christmas hallmark film watcher um we'll be watching it in a couple of weeks but again i've never seen love actually and that's probably that's probably the ultimate example of this kind of film i'd say that's maybe that one's maybe too high quality for it you know but it's like you know what i mean because these are like tacky whereas that one's got alan rickman in it mm-hmm. so but you know <laughs> same vein it's just that yeah. one's like a oscar bait version only it's not oscar bait i know what i mean yeah good <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters good someone does <laughs> <laughs> No, I get what you. I do. I get what you're saying as well. Um, uh, other characters in this, then. So we both simultaneously thought that the boyfriend was her BFF. <laughs> 
Yeah, because he came across quite fade, didn't he? Was yeah. Like, he was like, girl, you're like trending. I'm trending. I'm an influencer. Girl, like. Have you got your dress picked out? Yeah. Like. I was like, oh, okay, BFF. Cool. Let's see where he goes. And then he comes up and he's like, babe. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, so I feel like they kind of changed his character accidentally because he wasn't too bad in the car when I assumed he was a BFF. It's when he became the boyfriend and he met the dad and I re- and then they suddenly realized, oh shit, we need to make him unlikable to so the character so the audience mm-hmm. kind of roots against them being together. Because mm-hmm. otherwise there's no reason for them not to be together. They're both vapid, um, vain, silly characters. So they're kind of perfect. They should be getting married, you know? So they had to make him a bit obnoxious and unlikable, make him try and hit a, a waiter with his car or a valet with his car. Well, I... Yes, but I suppose there, there's there's other small things he does that are not directly, they're not uh, they're not directly bad, but they're indirectly bad. I suppose, for example, when they get separated on the mountain. Oh yeah, but see, that's after the point where I feel like they made him. So I feel like yes, he's annoying then, but like I mean, oh, when he's no. in the car. What I was gonna say was more that like his his first port of call isn't to find her. He's, his first part of call is shit, I'm in danger. So there's there's not even like a moment of looking for her or anything. And even when he might find his way back to civilization, he's just like, oh, she's probably at the hotel or something. Like, he's just, I, he's like, I've not seen her in days. <laughs> like, just no no fucks given. No, but, but I feel like that's the thing they did, like, after establishing him as being okay. Because, again, that sequence at the beginning, he's totally fine. He's a fine boyfriend. <laughs> But then when he meets the dad, he starts calling him Bo. I'm like, oh, you suddenly turned him into an asshole. Like, his, yeah. he, he is, from that point on, extremely obnoxious. Yeah. And very self-centered in a way he wasn't at the very beginning because he kind of listened to our problems. So I was like, well, that's not, you know. Usually they don't. <laughs> Usually they go quite hard on them being the worst ever. What's his actual... Beauregard is the actual name, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, Bo. call me Bo. No, he doesn't say that. He's like, I'm going to call you Bo. It's just no, like, no, it was the daughter. It's like, oh, maybe you can be called, you can call him Beauregard. He's like, okay, Bo. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you're, it's you're fucking not, audacity. Of her, not, um, I'm not familiar enough with you for you to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Inside <laughs> jokes. Yeah, so... Yeah, he's he's um I I don't think he's a fun character to well no, I stand by that. I don't think he's that fun a character. I don't think he adds an awful lot. And I would actually I argue you're not gonna like this, because I know that you've got your your OTP with um Ralph. I don't think him getting lost in the woods and then being in Ralph's cabin adds that much to the story overall. No, it doesn't. It's a weird B plot to add. It is. Like I I I don't I feel like it could have it would have been nice to see more of her, uh, of um, uh, Sierra trying to find. I don't know if we needed more fucking montages of her cleaning shit. No, I was thinking more about her trying to like regain memories, like like maybe like I don't know, like maybe like stumbling and like rather than like oh you are my dad and all that rushed bit at the end. It might have been nice for a few more pieces to have clicked. Like we could have had her. Um, there's there's the bit where she finds the snow globe, which she vaguely remembers her mum getting for her, or something like that. I think they recorded that and saw she doesn't have the acting capability for an emotional scene where she remembers her dad, and they're like, ah, fuck it, she remembers him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, pig. I'll do. <laughs> we got a movie. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> really, well, we filmed the rest of it. We can't recast her now. No, uh, I mean that's fair. It's entirely possible. I just think when it comes to Hallmark, the plot doesn't need to make sense. 
Like, oh, she's remembered. That's fine. What did bother me was like, let's have a montage of this. Let's have a montage of that. Let's have another montage. Oh, she can't put a sheet on. I'm like, yeah, I understand the struggle, but your struggle's too hard. Like, come on. Mm. She doesn't remember that she's a diva, yet her body seems to. Like, it's like, you're naturally clueless is what you're saying. Like, you were born stupid. It's not a thing you gain from being privileged and rich. Mm. You were actually born that way. And you were born being vapid. Like she woke up, oh, it's all a dream. I'm like, wait, what was all a dream? Like, what do you think? What do you think your reality is? Like, so, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you think your reality is? <laughs> yeah, it's all a dream. Well, how do you know? You don't remember anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just it's just that wonderful writing, isn't it? Just just to segue to things I like the the um, hotel that they were staying in the location not the shack not the um, North Star but the actual the rich people hotel with its bloody fucking jacuzzis up on the roof <gasps> oh yes please I know I would love to go there it looks amazing it's very much my kind of hotel he says never been having never been to anything like that but. You know, i find that in these films though lots of rich people who don't know how to ski decide to go on skiing holidays i'm like you're rich you could go anywhere yeah why you are you could. going skiing <laughs> <laughs> you can't ski yeah you you could uh, you could hire an instructor why have you not been learning to ski before going on holiday she's just like i bought, bought a skiing book on the plane i'll read it i'll learn on the way like <laughs> But the fucking CGI they have for the skiing scenes is laughably bad. Like, just just shove them on skis. They don't have to be good. Just have them go down a hill a little bit. Or get, like, a stunt person to do it. Yeah, but just have them, like, I mean, I think they do at points, but then they have them on the green screen going, oh, go faster, son. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing. One of my favorite bits, actually, was um, when they were on the top of the mountain and she's slowly falling off. Well, actually, like she's she's slowly sliding backwards from the top, so she's not actually falling off the top yet, but she's going. And the cuts, the editing choices are really bad there. Like it's such a slow descent into her falling, and then we see her like literally rolling all the way down this mountain. She rolls and then skis and rolls and then skis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why do you just keep skiing? Why do you keep flopping? Yeah, down? the film doesn't know what it wants to do. No, it's like you should just had her fall off a cliff. Like, why did you make it so like? Because they both do it. They both do this big comedy roll down, this, <laughs> down the cliff. I'm like, we're meant to be taking this a little bit seriously, film. Come on, you. Because he went up to propose to her mm-hmm. and then starts taking selfies. Did you catch? They're not taking selfies because they're both in them. They're taking ussies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which is a bit... Well, I mean, it's very much in the style of the film overall. Like, that's that's something i believe him to say or i would believe him to say if he was a real person i'm so. gonna start honestly saying that shall we take an ussy yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah funny the story itself um is we've kind of just we've covered this a little bit but you've got all of these different tropes and things going on and you know it's gonna have a happy ending in the end as stupid as it is and as silly as it is i actually don't mind it and with the exception I would argue of some of the stuff in the forest, I don't think there's any element of it that outstays its welcome. I do think there are certain bits that you have to kind of just look past. Like, for mm-hmm. like for example, the fact that Jake, um, who's played by Cordover Street, and Sierra uh, initially bump into each other in the, in the hotel, and we're meant to believe that he doesn't remember who she is. Yeah, that means, like, they could have just cut that out. They do not have to have the meat to start with. 
because what makes this even weirder is he's familiar enough with her dad. He knows exactly who her dad is. And and the dad is a famous like tycoon who's, who's got loads of money basically lying around. He'll surely know he's got a daughter and she's the only fucking redhead in this film. Um, yeah. And uh, it becomes, I mean, it, it does become apparent a little bit later that she's missing as well. Not that, not that our characters find that out. Um, but there's just, so many pieces of this puzzle that should be connecting together that for some reason are not. And I think that's possibly the most stupid bit. I actually think it would be stronger had they not bumped into each other in the hallway first. Well, yeah, it's not necessary. I've, I think the connection, he's tried to get in with her dad on, on a business level. Uh, she doesn't know him. He doesn't know her. I think that would work way better. And just And then the dad finds out, by the way, this guy that I spoke to a few days ago has been looking after my daughter. What a coincidence. There's no need for them to for um, him and her to actually bump into each other. No. Well, the, the only reason I think why they do it is so that the fiancé recognises him. Mm-hmm. At the end, so we can have a little, well, you won moment. Mm. That's the only reason they do that, but it does make a big flaw flaw in the plot. I mean, there's many flaws in the plot, but this is, you know, it's like, why don't you remember her? You've not been hit in the head too. Like, yeah. and, and Callum's like it's the sunglasses and oh my god it sent me because <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing sunglasses when she gets uh, smeared with a little bird shit worth of hot chocolate mm. is that or is it coffee no it's hot chocolate isn't it hot chocolate. yeah um, and it's her fame her uh, not Gucci off brand Gucci outfit Yanagi or something <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they both know it. That's again why I thought the guy was best friend, not boyfriend, because he's like, yeah. "Oh no, you're onesie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very weird character. Talking of weird characters, the mum, the mother-in-law, who seems to be fucking despicably quickly over her daughter dying and wanting to replace her with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah, that's she's a weird character as well um she's like oh you're very beautiful like my dead kid there is that but the more i think about it the odder it gets because i can't it's one thing you can imagine having a ski lodge and you can imagine you know possibly your mom's living with you she might be helping to run it i can't imagine the mom of your ex-husband living with you so it's not even your own mom at this point it's your your mother-in-law who for you know your your husband or your wife who's now dead she is super obsessed with the idea that her son-in-law is going to get with a new woman she's like yes replace my daughter i'll i'll make you i'll make you my new daughter yes here's a dress here's a dress for you it's just like right okay back off woman (laughs) they're all really jolly at all times i mean Lindsay sometimes isn't and and jake sometimes Mm -hmm. isn't because he you know so is his hissies and his huffs which is fair like it's good because otherwise he'd have no character at all but the mum and the daughter are both just so blankly happy and so cheery and just like sugary. Except, except when people interact with their trigger objects. So for Jake, <laughs> it's it's an angel like that goes on a tree, and for um for um is, is she called Aleandra or something like that? It's a it's a family scrapbook. So she decides what she's going to do is just sit in the middle of the living room of this scrapbook. She's barely started opening it because she's only like on the first page or something. You can see based on how many fucking pages in the book are turned and um uh sierra walks in and um aleandra is just like 
oh, don't mind me, dear. I always get upset looking at this book. It's like, well, why the fuck are you looking at it in the living room? <laughs> you not be doing that in your bedroom or something. If you if you didn't want to be found crying at the book, why are you reading it openly? Like, <laughs> you're a weirdo. And I'm not that's, that's that's not to say you can't be sad at Christmas because you miss your daughter, but like, just like, she's clearly doing it to be found reading it. Yeah, she's like, oh, would you like to see my kid? But she doesn't want to like say, do you want to see my kid? She's like, you know, one of those parents. No, she's saying, would you like to be my kid? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's that's what's happening there. But no, I agree. Like she's just um, ignoring that and ignoring the angel thing. Um, you're right. Everyone is so sickly sweet and so, especially again, it's a, a badly written child character. I think, and it's nothing again. I actually think the kid that plays her is pretty decent. Um, I just don't like the way the character's written. She's blankly happy. She's just a vehicle for Lindsay to play with and show that she's a good mate. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to go and like um, make a Christmas wish that isn't for me. It's for my dad. It's Christmas, <laughs> everybody. It's Christmas. You know, it, it's, it, it gives me like... Um, She's Tiny Tim. Uh, Tiny Tim, uh, Mara Wilson in Miracle on 34th Street, Cindy Lou Who vibes. Just I just wanted everyone to be together for Christmas. <laughs> like It's just, it's sickly sweet. It's just, oh, get a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Scrub. <laughs> but no, she's just uh, having a grand old time, living her best life. Getting perved on her, by Santa. She does like, not give a shit that her dad's moved on either. Like, There's no conflict at all. There's no conflict in this little village. Everyone's very happy. No, she doesn't seem to miss her mum that much either. No, she doesn't. Like, she's like, oh, you're my, my new mom now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, girl. <laughs> you're going quick. Does she go to school at all? Like I know it's I know it's kind of Christmas time and they could be on holiday or whatever, but like she just doesn't seem to have like she just seems to hang around at the lodge all day. I just assumed like the lodge is in the arse end of nowhere, so she's homeschooled or something. And the whole thing is it's her gran who's homeschooling her. Maybe. And like I think there's meant to be a subplot where the dad's too busy to for, you know to hang around with his kid, but the kid's just so blankly happy that it's not a subplot because she mm. doesn't care. She's like, okay, then I'll go with gran and make her one wish. You know, she doesn't care. Yeah. So it's okay, Dad. You work so hard. It's like, well, why introduce this? <laughs> Dad, I used my one wish to make you have a wife. Like, <laughs> Dad, you need to get laid. <laughs> and Gran agrees. And Gran agrees. Gran's like, son, you need some boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, get over here. <laughs> You'll do. <laughs> um, it's it's very very cheesy, and it, like inevitably, it does end up with them. Well, it, it ends up with basically everything working out for everyone except Tad, although maybe Tad as well. He's a very very uh, unsympathetic character, or he's very hard to feel sympathy for. Rather, point where he has like a fishing hook in his face. And his daddy pulls it out from him and he faints and it's all it's just like I'm just like you're just such a weird character to be the fucking love interest or the yeah. you know an antagonist love interest. Mm. And just don't buy it. No. I don't buy the growth that she has when she regains her memory either. Like suddenly she's just like, I'm gonna stand up to my dad and actually I'm not gonna take this job that he's handed me and he's just like, Oh darling, I'm so proud of you. Like your mother would be so proud. It's <laughs> like, oh, 
You didn't take up the made-up job. Yeah. <laughs> he made her up a job. It's like a made-up role. And she's like, I don't want to disappoint you, Dad. I'm like, you can't disappoint him. He clearly has no expectations. Does he? I was going to say, does he not say something that's mildly passive-aggressive, if you really think about it? Because he doesn't say, like, he said something like, I, I gave you the job to help you stand on your feet. But now I can see you're trying to on your own, bitch. Trying to. Fucking passive-aggressive twat. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like she, until that point, like she's not had a job, right? So like she's thirty six. Yeah. We just take her real life canon age because they don't tell you an age in this. Yeah, thirty six years old, like can't even do the made up job correctly. No. Can't make can't a bed. Can't go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't cook. Can't do anything. She needs this man to tell her how to like exist as a human. Mm. And then yeah, so I understand why he's excited because the bar was so low. Yeah. She exceeds it by walking and breathing. Mm. I like that the the dad, he doesn't outright say it, but he doesn't really have a lot of time for Tad either. He's kind of not overly keen. Oh, no, he does say it. He calls him Ted. Like, he deliberately calls oh, him right. Ted. Yeah, right. Well, there you go then. He's like, no, Tad's not a good choice. <laughs> yeah, you could do better. How about this pauper? It's like, can she, though, at that point in the film? Can well, she do better? I don't think she can. No, maybe not. <laughs> no, there's a reason why she's with him. So there's a, a magical moment that, like, we—I I have no other excuse to bring this into the discussion other than, like, I guess it happens when she's doing the chores. But Netflix plug themselves badly in the middle of the film. <laughs> there's a TV, it turns on, and there's Netflix, and their Christmas selection. It's so another like, Christmas film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like photoshopped on though. It's not even like naturally on the TV. It's like, um, like um, back in the days, like the Disney Channel advertising Disney shows in the advert breaks. Except because it's a streaming service and there is no adverts, they just have to do it in their own in their own thing. It is it's really weird. But I don't even know if they're advertising real life films or if they're just made up a Christmas. I think it, I think it was real. I'm fairly confident. I've seen it before. It was like Christmas at the Castle or something like that. I'm fairly confident. I might. Oh, a, a best-selling author journeys to, to Scotland where she falls in love with the castle and faces off the, the grumpy duke who owns it. You know, really, we should be watching that one, shouldn't we? We probably should have. Hmm. Hmm. Do we replace that with Vanessa Hudgens? Listener, uh, tell us quickly. Before we <laughs> tell us <this>. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to have long, bearing in mind this probably won't be out until Monday. <laughs> Mon- I mean, it won't be out until Monday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't bother telling us. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. Well, next year we're going to have to Hallmark movies. I, I would like to see some more Hallmark ones next year. So I think I think we should save a castle for Christmas for next year. Unless we wanted to, to use January to, to do a couple more. Just Hallmark movies? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Should we just do that in January then? Because yeah. yeah, February, like February we've got something else lined up. So Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's it. Christmas in January, listeners. You're welcome. We'll keep You're, the Christmas spirit going. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nice segue there. Um, we'll need to remember that now. Watch us forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to explain it as we saw it in Falling for Christmas. Advertising the fact it just fucking worked. It's yeah. just gone and worked. <laughs> We're making fun of it. <laughs> well played, Netflix. Well played. <laughs> Like, oh, actually, actually, <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should watch that. Yeah, okay. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know what the streaming figures for A Castle for Christmas were after Falling for Christmas came out. I wonder if there yeah. was a spike. Like, how many people are stupid like us? Yeah, probably too many. Too, too damn many, I reckon. 
um most people are stupid so yeah but like not like that that's like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah see the guy that plays her um fiance guess what age he is 40 something how did you know i might have read it yesterday <laughs> wow <laughs> might have done I might have he might. looks a lot younger yeah I, d- I did i thought that as well um 42 yeah well done you george yeah. so naturally um a big plot point of the film is the fact that so we've got actually there's several plot points there's Lindsay lohan's amnesia there's um a corridor over street ain't got no woman uh there's the fact that the lodge is is um gonna have to be put up for sale and there is the engagement drama and um, the fact Tad's been lost to a lodge yeah. to live out his own romance, but he fails to seal the deal. Yeah. So part of part of Cordova Street's Jake being too fucking perfect is that he doesn't want to go begging for money, basically. Um, and it turns out that the bloody townspeople are all too desperate to give him money because of all the ways he's helped them over the years. And oh. We just wish we could do something for the lodge. Like, oh, he's given so much to us, including all his fucking money. Apparently, like, literally every person they encounter, yeah, it's like, oh, he's he's God, he's literally Jesus. <laughs> he's Jesus, Jesus. He is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's Jesus back from the dead. Just oh, perfect, perfect human being. Literally, doesn't interact with his daughter too much, but keep that by the by. He's just, um, he's just fantastic in every way. Um, so we're desperate to throw our money at him. And so that is the kind of conclusion of that story arc is that all of the people, oh, right. So this, right. This is me. This is me. This is me being, well, that's not very realistic. Is it like, are you ready for this? So in a, in a film where we have an heiress who loses her memory and falls in love with the local pauper of a shack that is um, shutting down where a girl's Christmas wish comes true because of a magical Santa Claus-like figure, where two people fall off the top of a cliff and survive rolling all the way down. The bit that I had a problem with was the fact that they had records of everyone from the last 30 years that stay at the at the shack, because I'm like, well, that goes against GTPR, doesn't it? <laughs> I knew, I knew. As soon as you, I'm like, well, that's a GTPR violation right yeah. there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I didn't even clock onto that. <laughs> that went right on by me. <laughs> I enjoy that it bothered you. <laughs> it did. It, it bothers. It's still bothering me now. You're like, wait, wait they should sort that. She, That's she's just like, problem. she's just like, I'm sure that was the mum as well. She's like, oh, I've got their records from the last thirty years. I'm like, woman, you shouldn't have those. You're meant to delete them after five. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're not running your business properly. There's a reason you're going under. <laughs> poor practice. Yeah, Jesus. No amount of money will help you with poor practice. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, you stayed here 30 years ago. Would you like to come back for a party taking place? Oh, in two days' time. And everyone's like, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> everyone's like, come, come to our Christmas party on New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock. Now, to its credit, the film actually says, oh, we know this is really short notice. And I'm like, just as fucking well, because most people do have some kind of plans on Christmas Eve, whether it's because you're having to work, because this is a sad reality. Loads of people work on Christmas Eve still. It is what mm-hmm. it is, but some people would be working. 
whether you've got family plans, a lot of people like to have, uh, there's actually quite a few families I grew up with who, for whom Christmas Eve was actually more special than Christmas day. Cause Christmas yeah. Eve was like when they had like their family time watching films or whatever on Christmas day, especially if you've got a bigger family, that's a little bit more hectic and rushed, but Christmas Eve is like for your immediate family essentially. So there's all these different things that these people could be doing. And yet so many fucking people from the last 30 years are able to drop their what they were doing and just come through for like what a couple of hours yeah uh, but like i feel like the little line was just cord saying i feel like i feel like that was improv because he realized how stupid it was as he was handing them out he's like i know you probably have plans it's christmas eve but you know you can come to the party won't be here for you and it's like oh it turned it corny i would just i would love to be just kept just like yeah we understand this is like fucking ridiculous (laughs) this is so dumb and then He's like, I hope no one shows up because Lindsay's decided to wear a nice dress as if like her character dressed poorly before. And it's like, it's meant to be this big wow moment, but it's not that nice a dress. It's, it's not. okay. It's not like a Cinderella moment. No. Not to the way the family and the kid were reacting and him. He's like, oh my God, you're in, studying. In my head, it's a dress that, that belonged to the dead ex-wife. Because <laughs> 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 it's given to her by the mum. <laughs> so so i think that's i don't think it's like wow you're studying i think it's jesus fucking hell alejandro why are you thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) oh he's like i hope no one comes because i don't want anyone to see you wearing this like this looks so creepy objective objectively this is terribly creepy and then everyone turns up and (laughs) sees it for what it is why do they even hold like i can't remember how they got to like i feel like it was just the kids saying we should hold a christmas party is why they hold a christmas party because they were going to raise a they were going to do a fundraiser and he was against that and so i think they kind of turned it into a christmas party instead sarah was going to leave at this point we'll slash sierra yeah her life is fortunate that she got a name that's similar to her name but yeah because she because he's like i'm falling in love with you and i feel weird about it and she's like i'll go and then she goes to go. And then he's like, well, actually, here's my trauma object. I'll put it on the tree. You can stay. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a horcrux. Just <laughs> <laughs> destroy the, the memory associated with it by creating a new one. Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the spell they use? I was about to go, Alejandro. That's not even a spell. That's a name. <laughs> and that's, in fact, his mom's name, Alejandro. Put the... <laughs> The Horcrux goes on the tree. I know my pop culture, just barely. But Horcruxes aren't really a spell. They're killed by. <laughs> they're, I mean, you know, I mean, they are a spell, but you kill them by like stabbing them with like basilisk venom and stuff and fiend fire. Well, he's he he killed his by stabbing it with the with the tip of the tree. I guess. It does. <laughs> so there you go. Memory. And Lindsay stands there and watches holding a bauble for yeah. some reason. I'm like, the rest of the tree has baubles. Why are you holding a bauble? Uh, I thought the only thing they had left to put on was a fucking angel. The, the three of them are standing around this tree as well. He's like, oh, 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 it looks. And the little girl's like, oh, it looks perfect. And I'm like, it's actually squint. <laughs> it looks like it's going to fall off. I'm pretty sure between shots it fell off. <laughs> but sure, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're making fun, but I adored it. Don't get me wrong, that scene was fucking brilliant. Like, mm. Lindsay forgets to act. She's just watching and put it on the tree. <laughs> she's just... <laughs> she's like, okay. She's lost in the moment. She's like, it's Christmas. <laughs> I'm acting. <laughs> You're going to say that? <laughs> uh, you sure are, Lindsay. Um, 
Yeah. So anyway, that so basically, people come and donate money because, of course, they do. Kind of as we were we were taking the piss earlier, but it is. It's just like, oh, you saved our wedding, and you know, I, you know, you you, yeah, basically all this sort of stuff. Oh, I had a lovely stay here. You you drove me out to wherever I needed to go, and you didn't ask for my car broke down, and you you pulled it in, and you didn't ask for any money. You performed CPR on my infant baby when she was choking to death. Oh, you're such a good guy. Oh, like, oh my god, <laughs> have some money. <laughs> have, a, have, a, have a fiver. <laughs> so they raise a bunch of money, and and um, so that kind of solves that problem. I think it would have been better to add a tiny bit of conflict and make it so that like everyone was too busy to show up or they didn't have a party because there's a fucking solution waiting right there. Like she's rich. Yeah. Well, the other solution actually that doesn't involve people donating money is when she goes on TV, when um she her memory comes back to her and she talks about having stayed there and then a bunch of people decide they want to book the place because um, Sierra stayed there. And that actually solves them. So that problem is solved in two separate ways. It just so happens that they got a bunch of extra money out of poor people <laughs> as well, in addition. <laughs> so, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> That's the true meaning of Christmas. Making the poor spend stuff. Swindling your loved ones and those who care about you out of additional cash that they don't need to be parted with. That's the true meaning. Merry God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that. She decides, or she she comes to the realization that one, she doesn't want to get married. Two, she doesn't want to get married to Ted. Tad, sorry. <laughs> you didn't think the dad did. I know, sorry, passive aggressive. And uh, three, she actually wants to to stay with uh, Cordova Street. Maybe she wants to help him find a personality. Who knows? But like, she's she's not in a rush to leave anyway. So that so as a, a so they break off the engagement. He gets with the assistant. She goes back to to um to jake uh the father is apparently happy with this arrangement and decides actually you know what i will invest in your business <laughs> merry christmas uh, and uh yeah again making the whole fundraiser just totally pointless like there's so many ways for him to get money that was just extra fluff so that they could say how great jake is because he hasn't got a personality by himself other than like he needs these people to say how good he is yeah if he walked around saying i'm a nice guy oh god he would be a problematic character. He's like, I'm really nice. It's like, are you? <laughs> the film, so as, and interestingly, the film actually has multiple solutions for its not so many problems. So there's there's more solutions than there are problems for them to to be allocated to. No, which is weird because she's like lost her memory. Like that <laughs> should be a lot more traumatic than the film makes it. She's just like, oh, well, I'll just live out this fantastic life with this fortunately fantastic person that I found. It's like, dude, anyone could have like taken her home with that hospital. Yeah. <laughs> this could very easily be a horror film. It could have been. I think there's an argument for this to be turned into a horror film. I'm sure I'm sure someone can work on that. <laughs> um, there, are sc- there are bits where she screams. She screams at a raccoon at one point. She also screams when the toilet attacks her. Right. So that triggered me a little bit because I I am... I think I might have told this story before, but for anyone that doesn't know, I broke a toilet in high school. And so... <laughs> I don't know this story. Do you know? no. I thought you did. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe I haven't told this before. Right. So I am... Um, so one day, 14-year-old me was... Right. So we, we just guested on another... Well, you'll find out on, on December 30th, dear listener. And Sam still told a story about pooping. So... <laughs> 
I do that? I don't know. But now, but but to make you feel better, I'm about to tell a story about pooping. So now we're both now we're both um, now we're both um, IBS legends. Yeah, IBS legends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was taking an innocent dump on my high school in the toilet in high school, and I thought to myself, "This toilet's feeling a little bit wobbly," and then it fell over. And water <laughs> shot out the ground like a fucking fountain. <laughs> a bidet. And I swear to yeah, like a bidet. And I swear to God, you know when something happens and it, it literally feels like time's slowing down and you're like, am I awake right now? I'm sat on the toilet. Well, no, I'm not. I'm sat on the floor with the toilet on its on its side beside me. Water shooting up into the sky. <laughs> a little poo having poured out onto the floor thinking is this real right now and water is actually shooting out from the toilet um from the boys toilets into the corridor and so i get up and go out and um, there's a literally everyone is shepherded into the uh, into one of the classrooms and the teacher is there is like right who wants to explain this and so for some reason, right, so there was this culture in my school of you don't be a grass, you don't tell anyone. For some reason, everyone was fucking desperate to grass on me about this. Like, oh, it was Cal, it was Cal, oh, <laughs> fucking twats, all of you, fucking, oh, we don't grass on each other, bull fucking shit, you do. Yeah, they do that conveniently. Um, so I went and explained, well, I'm, what happened was I sat on it and uh, it fell over. Apparently, earlier in the day, there'd been a bunch of people who were told off for standing on it. Um, oh. So loads of people had been standing on it throughout the day and jumping. Basically, it had just gotten weaker, and then it just gave. I just I was I was just really unlucky. You were the unlucky shatter. Yeah, basically, I was just really unlucky that it collapsed while I was on it. You didn't get in trouble for that, though, right? No, I didn't get in trouble. Didn't have to pay for it or nothing. And that'd be really unfair. Yeah, um, I, and it ended up being referenced in my fucking yearbook <laughs> when I graduated as well. <laughs> so you know, some stories just some 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 legends never die. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay there. Anyway, in this film, dear Lindsay is trying to clean a toilet with a brush and somehow water manages to start shooting out. Not entirely dissimilar to what happened to me, except mine was a lot taller in height than water spring, I have to say for that. So um yeah, that was um that was a fun little story. Um I hope you liked it. I'll tell it again sometime, maybe. <laughs> Well, see, in that sense, I don't know how she managed to do that because at least yours collapsed. Mm. Hers is like, she just whams a toilet brush in there and it goes, and I'm like, what did you do? I was going to say, like, she's literally just cleaning it with a toilet brush. It seems to get stuck like there's a plunger or something, but it's a toilet brush. It's like, she's she's like, I'm acting. Like, yes, I know you're acting, dear, but like, you can't, you don't, that's not how toilets work. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what toilet you use, but like, that's not how it We're just happens. really desperate to blast her with toilet water. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you get. They were trying to get some some emotion out of her, right? Okay. <laughs> She's been pretty blank thus far, I guess. Yeah. We need to use the loo. Yeah. <laughs> desperate times, desperate measures, yeah. God, is there anything else that you want to, like, mention about this? Oh, no, man. Like, I've, I've lost that toilet story. It's just taken me out. Do you reckon that's a good place to end? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh well, uh, falling for Christmas. Then, as much as we've been critical, I'm gonna say it, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, it is so stupid. It's so badly written. It's badly acted. The characters are terrible. There's nothing original about it. 
and I loved it. Like, I would totally watch it again, honestly. I'm sorry for being so basic, but... I feel like you need to be in a good mood. I feel like if you're going in, like, and it's kind of been a shitty day... Yeah. It'll be maybe a bit grating. But see, if you're, like, feeling okay, you're feeling good, maybe you've got a cocktail. Believe it or not, we haven't, but, you know... If you're just feeling a bit like, oh, I can have a giggle today, this is the film for you. I I feel like we maybe sounded like we were going down that way at the time, but I feel like this is the perfect a, a perfect film for like uh, film intellectuals to like be snobby about. Like, oh, it's so terrible. It sounded like we were going down that route, but like, it's not. It's just fun. Like, it's yeah, no, not. Exactly. It's not trying to be Oscar worthy. So while we were like, oh, Lindsay, come get your Oscar. Like, it's not like that at all. Like, it's not no. trying to do that. Well, it's like you said, it's perfect for her. Like, she didn't yeah. need to act. Yeah. We don't really care. We, we're just watching pretty people. You said everyone was ugly, but like in theory, you're watching well, not, pretty not, people. Not, stuff. not everyone's ugly. Like, uh, most. The I don't like. I don't like the assistant, and I'm not massive fan of Tad. Um, Cord Overstreet from Glee days. I've got a special. I've got a lot of time for him there, but got a little soft spot for. Got a little, got a little soft spot for Cord, but um, and it's nice to see Lindsay looking fucking healthy. Healthy. So there we go. Yeah, it's not as a good time. I I actually did thoroughly enjoy myself. I was mocking it, but that's the sort of thing you do. I think that's why they make these films like this. Like they yeah. don't make it expecting people to take it super seriously you're meant to laugh at it or just go with it and i did both <laughs> yay and on that note possibly there's more to come next week we're looking at is it the, the christmas switch or something the princess switch next week dear listener where vanessa hudgens is playing the same character twice or two a twins or yeah, whatever she, well she's the prince and the print and the pauper all right okay She's a princess, obviously. Did, did Lindsay Lohan not play this role as a child? Not this film, but a similar... No, Parent Trap, she was a twin. This Parent Trap, really... yes. But, but same idea, though, is it not? She's been in the way that she's in the film twice, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. fine. Cool. Um, princess Switch next week anyway, so join us for that. If you're not following us on Instagram, you can do so at One of Us is Bored. You can find us on YouTube at the usual place. Just look for One of Us is Bored. Um, if I haven't asked for this for a while, but like if you've enjoyed what you've heard, and please, why haven't you? Why wouldn't you? Um, please give us a rating. Um, uh, rate us five stars on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or indeed, if you're one of those Amazon listeners, I don't even know if there are any of those, to be fair. Maybe not. We might have waited too long to get onto that, but <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, give us a rating there as well. That would be much appreciated. That would uh, help us out a lot. And uh, come back for part two of our schlocky Christmas month with the Princess Witch. We'll see you next week. <laughs>